The text, of course, is the num- reading we just heard from the book of Numbers 23. Unflattering comparisons between those charged with preaching the word and with Balaam's unjustly maligned beast of burden are familiar to most of us. The cl- cliche running something like this. Remember, God has no need of a particularly gifted or capable man to preach his word. After all, he wants used an ass to get the job done. Now, while I'm certainly not opposed to an occasional stiff dose of clerical humbling, today our text confronts us not with Balaam's beast, but with the man himself. In his day, Balaam was big stuff, the heavy hitter of ancient seers and oracles, and it was his weighty reputation that had landed him a choice gig with Balak, the anxious little king of Moab. Terrified by the dramatic spectacle of all Israel on the march, Balak had retained Balaam to come and do his holy man thing and cast down a good damning curse on this seemingly limitless mass of humanity called Israel. Balaam gave it a good shot. In fact, he tried three separate times to come up with a curse that would crush Israel and satisfy Balak. But three separate times, the result was the same. Blessing, rich, wonderful blessing, and not a hint of curse. Balaam couldn't help it. Whatever else he was, opportunist, or charlatan, or deceiver, he was at least aware of the impossibility of speaking contrary to the word of the Lord. Whatever else he is, symbol of cunning, the face of treacherous scheming, and figurehead of a believer's worst sort of enemy, Balaam at least knew the reality of God and the requirement to speak only what God had given him to speak. Indeed, the church could do worse than to have a Balaam in its pulpit. Donatism has been rejected. The personal piety or faith of the man, from one perspective, is all but irrelevant. One thing matters. Does the man faithfully speak the word of the Lord? Or is he just spouting what the people who pay him want to hear? The church could do worse, and too often does do worse, than to have a Balaam in its pulpit. And you know, maybe it is better to be compared to an upright donkey than to an evil prophet. Whose words are in your mouth? Are the words coming from your mouth the ones the Lord put there? Or are they the words put there by someone else? Words you came up with all by yourself. Balaam spoke what God gave him to speak. He spoke blessing. He had to. He had no choice. God had decided it. These were a blessed people. No curse would stick. They were Teflon. They could not be touched. Golden boys, every last one of them. And so it is. 
for you. The new Israel, God's chosen people. No curse will stick. No harm can touch you. The lion, the lion of Judah has risen and every enemy has been laid waste. Sin, Satan, and death, harmless now. No more threat. No more condemnation. It can't happen. You can't be touched. You are invincible. No curse, no enemy, no evil can lay claim on you. God has made it so. God has made you so. You have not been sanitized. You have not been armorized. You have not been energized, winterized, simonized, womanized, or pasteurized. You have been, quite simply, quite routinely, quite unimpressively, baptized. And in that event, you have been joined to Christ. His death is your death. His resurrection, your resurrection. His victory, your victory. Balaam cannot curse you. When he opens his mouth, he can only say what the Lord has given him to say. He can only bless you, the golden child. Amen.